you're brand new. I show up. Yeah. What's the first thing we're doing? All right, you have to be okay with losing a little bit of strength. You know, it's fine. Have you worked with people in the sense that maybe have, have been able to overcome things mentally because they've been able to learn to, to move their body? The habits that you have in your life are the same habits that are going to show up when you do move. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Talking St. Pete. I am your host, Ryan Bogdan. Before we jump into today's guest, I just want to give a big thank you to everyone who is listening, watching, subscribing, liking, following, sharing with a friend. Um, we're really appreciative. We're having amazing guests come on, and uh, I'm very excited to introduce today's guest. But one last thing before we do that, I want to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by Bogdan Homes. If you know anyone who's look, looking to buy a home, sell a home, invest in real estate, or just needs some resources and wants to know about St. Pete. We are talking St. Pete, so send them our way. And now for today's guest, we have Jason Lapiana. This guy, I, it's going to be very hard, I think, to describe what you do, so you're going to have to follow him on Instagram. We'll get his handle up on the screen right here. Put that on there, please, gang. Um, he is uh, an instructor at Move and can do amazing things that, that I haven't seen many people be able to do with their bodies, from handstands to holding a, 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 a friend of yours on your back and doing a handstand, <laughs> all kinds of cool flips and stuff, and I can't wait to dive in to figure out how Jason how did you get in to this method of fitness yeah um it's been it's been a long journey I've been physical like my whole life so that's that's been the foundation of it so did you I, play sports growing up oh yeah like, tons of sports yeah tons of sports so like growing up I didn't start with gymnastics calisthenics anything like that I grew up in New York and out there just where I grew up was a lot more of an influence on like team sports and play you know like we we just had a lot of different physical games to play with so like just growing up like the emphasis on physicality and play was tremendous tremendous and it was at a time where it was like you know video games and technology wasn't as prominent as it is now so there was so much more of an ability to like gather your friends together like what do we do we got a ball we got two balls we got three we like what games can we create you know so that was essentially how i started getting into just more in love with with movement yeah. is just having just so much fun with my friends just playing you know and then it transitioned more into actual sports organized sports so i grew up playing baseball basketball a little bit of football but mostly the team sports starting with yeah. Nice. Okay, so so we got the sports journey. Come from New York. How long have you been in St. Pete? I've been here about probably about six, seven years on and off. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I came down here from New York to play baseball on a baseball scholarship, um, and then I just stayed, man. It was like growing up in New York. The weather was brutal, and one of the things I always envied about Florida was like the ability to train all year long like with the baseball guys specifically I was like I hate them because they <laughs> could just all, all year long they're playing and they're getting so much better than us and we're like refined to having to you know go inside into gyms and train in there so it was something when I got down here and I realized man this like climate is so conducive to movement it just felt good it just felt really you, nice the sun, something about that sunshine just yeah. really makes you want to be outside oh, yeah. move, do all the all the fun things absolutely absolutely all right so you're down here for baseball you're going through all that on the mm -hmm. scholarship but now this particular type of movie could you describe it for people in the best visual yeah, aspect yeah. that you can well, i mean we'll, i think we'll be able to put some clips up yeah for sure some of the cool things that you got going on well some of the stuff that my first influence into it was a, a method called Edo portal method so before i like got into 
any of the stuff that I kind of do now. I was very much just into sports, general strength, conditioning, lifting. In school, I got my degree in exercise science, so I actually started getting into like bodybuilding, strength training with the weights and stuff like that. So I had a good familiarity with that. But then my brother introduced me to something called Edo Portal Method, which was this guy who was moving his body in these unbelievable ways and kind of combining a bunch of different movement disciplines and he was also insanely fit doing it so it wasn't like it looked like somebody who lifted it mm. looked like somebody who stretched somebody who could move well and it was different than you know typical people that you see at the gym just walking around lifting weights so i was getting to the point with lifting that i was starting to feel that where i was like okay where is this going in terms of I'm losing some of my athleticism for my sports. I'm getting strong, but I'm not applying it in these other ways, especially now that I'm not competing. So I was looking at this method, and then I started to look at different teachers in the area who were, were teaching it because it was uh, it was relatively it was relatively new. It was around like 2000, maybe 2013 or something like that, where it was starting to come out. And where people are recognizing this type of exercise yeah, and this movement. Exactly. It was starting to catch a little bit of um, traction in some of like the holistic health circles and stuff like that. But again, it was like it was more people just being ultra impressed with the way this guy moved versus like there being some specific specific programming on it. So it was like really hard to find information on how to start it. So it's like there was videos on YouTube on stuff to play with. And essentially what his method or program pretty much broke down was he was drawing from different disciplines in terms of gymnastics, strength training, uh, flexibility training, mobility training, uh, martial arts, some team sports stuff. So there was a, a wide a wide variety of movement disciplines within one pretty much training program. And that really drew my attention. And I love the variety of it because it, it looked like you were developing a body that can move well, look good, be flexible, feel good. Like it, it looked very comprehensive. So I started to look for teachers in the area um, and I met one in Tampa, and that's where I really started to get um, some knowledge on it. His name is Jeff Foxenberger. He runs a facility in Tampa called Movement Therapy. Um, and he was really the first guy that really started educating me and giving me some references and tools to practice within this. And so how long ago was this? This was, again, around like 2013, 2014. Okay, so was, uh, yeah, so it was around then. And yeah, it was amazing because he he was in it a little bit longer than me. He was a bit of an older uh, he was a bit older than me, so he had some really nice tools. He was teaching it with some of his athletes. He would teach it to University of Tampa soccer players and and his athletes. And it was awesome to see some of the athletes use this. And they were training different. They were working on balance and coordination and certain tasks that, like, if you go to regular strength conditioning facilities, you really don't see a lot of the athletes working on. So he was working on some of these details that were really interesting to me. And I, I loved playing with the stuff that he was giving me. Give me an example. What's some of the things that, like, so you start out 2013, so almost 2014, yeah. almost 10 years ago, mm -hmm. you, you meet this guy. What's he's, You come to him, you're like, yo, I lift weights yeah. and I, I can play sports. Yep. And he's like, okay, I need you to do mm -hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like I, I came to him with already some stuff being like, can you can you break some of these things down? One of the things that put my mind in one of the biggest headlocks was something. It was it was this crawl called the lizard crawl. So hey, there so was. What's a, that, what does that look like? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could pull up a video uh, yeah. or a quick one of yeah. like uh, of of like Ito's lizard crawl. Ito's but lizard it's crawl. A, it's a it's a one that I, when I first saw Ito's work, I saw him do this lizard crawl, and it was it looked so good. Like it looked just looked like it was so healing for the body, and it's this very very low crawl to the ground and it's essentially it's like you're moving almost like a lizard throughout it so it's a are you on hands and hands, feet hands and feet hands okay. and feet so i try i would try it for the first time you know my brother showed it to me and i was like dude this i have no idea how to get this this is unbelievable so he had it jeff had it completely clean and he was showing me how to get it and i just literally for like two three weeks it was like embarrassing how lack of i call it now movement intelligence like from lifting and stuff like that my ability for somebody to show me something and then like pick it up was garbage like it was <laughs> terrible so it like it that movement iq because of like just being in the gym and just going okay what am i gonna do i'm gonna do five reps here then add five more pounds and then do the movement intelligence aspect of like learning actual new physical patterns was totally underdeveloped because I just wasn't doing it, right. you know? So um, that was awesome. That was one of the first real signs that I really was like, I loved being that level of a beginner at something where I was really struggling in it. And then there was the breakthrough. And then that breakthrough was so awesome because it's like you're feeling, okay, I completely couldn't get this. And now I can do this. And it's like, okay, that was awesome. And then you actually see how easy it is. You're like, oh, this is actually not that hard. Now I can express my strength more because now I know basically the, the path of least resistance on it. Right. So how long did that take you to get this lizard crawl? Yeah. So that one, it, it honestly, I mean, honestly, it took me almost like a month, bro. Like yeah. it was and a month. I was this every day, every other day. Like, yeah. How, like, so it was, see, that was the transition. It was a weird one because like when you start, and I work and I feel this with some people who are playing around with like feeling okay like I still need to lift weights but I want to get better at movement and like I was in that transition phase of like I want to keep size I want to keep my strength I want to be able to move well so I was trying to figure out that spread of how that balance would work because it was it was challenging because there had to be a level of kind of ego dropping of like being able to be like okay i've done this for long enough that i can give this up for a little while mm -hmm. to work on this so it started with me doing maybe you know 15 20 minutes of some movement work along with my regular strength sessions and then it evolved into a period of time where i actually i said to myself like i'm gonna give up what i've actually put in all this work for work on and I'm going to focus on this this movement work. And I actually focused pretty much on three primary areas that I just said to myself, I was like, you have no skin in the game on any of these areas. So you need to just literally focus on them and stop these other ones. So I started with really dialing in on flexibility and mobility work. I started to really focus on um, hand balancing, and then I really started to focus on acrobatics. Um, so those three, and I just, I never did them in my life. So right. I was like, all the energy that I'm putting into lifting weights, getting strong, if I put that same nervous system output into those things, I'll make progress. And I'm okay. I'm okay with, there was that small piece where you're like, 
all right, you have to be okay with losing a little bit of strength, you know? It's fine. You know, you could build that back you, off. Did you? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I lo- I lost I lost some strength, I lost some size, but again, it was something that it was more on a maintenance mode. Mm-hmm. So like the strength that I built previously helped me in a lot of other things. So like that that period of time where I built that strength that helped me with my get my handstand, that helped me get my flexibility because I had this structure in my shoulders and in my hips to now actually try these things. Because if I were to go into those three things without that background of strength training there, I probably wouldn't have made as much progress as quickly. So I set myself up pretty decently with that background there. And reflecting back on it, it's really how I teach a lot now is I really teach people to get strong first, build a foundation, and then to play with skills, to play with deeper ranges of motion become a lot easier. I love it. That's uh, as you were saying that I'm thinking. Okay, who's coming to you mm-hmm. now? Who's like the person? Like uh, who's coming through move and saying, "Okay, Jason, teach me how to, to yeah. do a, a proper handstand and hold it and walk and, yeah, and do yeah. all do all the fun things." Yeah. Are they prior gymnasts? Are they athletes? Or is it someone who's never lifted a weight in their life? I mean, who, who's coming through? Or yeah. is it all of the above? It, it's it's a nice blend. So like just through working with people, I've I've. I've worked with a lot of different people in a lot of different populations, and I think that the people that get the most out of working with me are the people that have been previously physical. Like, and this is just say getting the most, like, in the most impact in their life. The people that really, because I think for some people, this type of practice, when they get into it, I see it like totally transform their life and being like, wow, I really feel passionate about this. Something I have, it's like this unbelievable um it's like this gift that you can have with your body but the people that get that i feel like have already crossed crossed the boundary of being physical so like the people that i work with um that can get that out of it are already almost previous they they may be previous bodybuilders Mm -hmm. they may be previous athletes they may be somebody who's been you know physical for a certain period of time and they're just getting very very sick and stagnant with their current routine and they're looking for something else to do with their body similar to myself like this was my ability to continue expressing myself physically after being done with with sports right you know so it it continued that because otherwise it would have been like a hole that would have just not been fulfilled you know so it was really nice to be able to have that and the people that i work with that do have that background where it's like okay I've crossed the hump of like, yeah, I move, I move pretty much every day. I'm, I'm giving myself time to move, but what, what's my intention with my movement? Like, what am I, my time is being invested into just going to the gym and doing the machines or my time's being invested into something that can be long-term and sustainable. And I can have a lot of enjoyment and fun with my body. And that's the people I think get the most out of it. But yeah. Well, you, as you say, sustainable. So as I'm watching you do some of this, I'm thinking, how do you prevent injuries? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a big one because that's another population that I work with a lot is people who are previously injured. Now, there, there's two sides of it. The, the previous population of people I talked about, I think they get a lot out of it in a way of being able to, again, do pretty awesome things with their body, work on skills, and challenge themselves. But there's another population that I think, like I work with, that actually really needs it from the injury preventative standpoint as well, where people like that are coming out of surgeries or previous injuries or um, physical therapy, where 
they're immediately out of a surgery or physical therapy. They're, they're, they're just going back into the gym and essentially just doing bodybuilding routines. This type of stuff has given me the ability to, and I call it like mechanical because like it's mechanical in a way of if you're considering your body like your car, it allows you to really have an understanding of which tools you need to, to use to tune up your car to being able to I ensure that no matter how hard you drive that thing, you're not going to break it down. So that is the, the other side of it, is that the stuff and the skills that I work on, they're not completed without tremendous amounts of mechanical work, like along with it. So I do a lot of mechanical injury prevention, prehab-based strength training, flexibility training that helps me do this long-term. And it's something that Young young athletes can get away with, you know, doing skills, flips, acrobatics, whatever sports without that stuff. But if you're past the age of 25 and you want to do something more dynamic with your body, you have to learn how to have this toolbox for yourself, for your own body. So you're like, my elbow hurts, my knee hurts, my hip hurts. Okay, I know what to do based off of these things. And that's what I've learned through the process. So, how, so back to your journey in, in, in that learning, how was it just that one teacher that you learned from? No, so he, he actually grew, he grew my um, exposure. So actually working with him, he sent me to an actual Edo Portal seminar. So he was like, dude, I know you're like, you're really obsessed with this. I want you to teach here with me. Um, I want to get you some more exposure. He sent me to an Edo Portal seminar. Where was that? That was in Ohio. Okay. So um, there was some teachers from there and all, a bunch of other movers from uh, across the country came and it was phenomenal. So that was one of the first times that I got some actual like hands-on information from the source from there. And then I just started really seeing that I needed to dive into where this information was coming from. So like the information in the Edo Portal method had a lot to do with taking and extracting things from other like disciplines that have been around for a long time, like gymnastics, capoeira, um, you know, structured strength, conditioning protocols, things like that. So it really just I, I looked at that and being like, okay, well, if that's where he's drawing from, I'm going to just start to look into the source of those things. Go so right, I start, skip, yeah. skip the middleman. Yeah, so I started to just get way more into learning about acrobatics and looking at, at disciplines that had a lot more acrobatics in them, like um, capoeira, tricking, breakdancing, learning a lot more about gymnastics, strength training, learning a, a lot more about flexibility protocols, strength protocols that have been around for a long time. What's the hardest thing that that you've learned that like, it took you a while to, to master? Um, or are you still working on? It's always a work. That's the thing about the body is that we're given it's like it's like the same thing as the brain. It's like we only know so we we know this much. Yeah. Barely. So like the capacity of the body is so unbelievable and we only just scratch the surface of it. And I, and to say that anyone is a master at their at knowing their body or knowing how to heal people's bodies, it's com it's a complete lie because it's it's always a work in progress. When I work with people and people have problems or injury, it's always given giving my best my I'm giving them in my experience the best chance for them to succeed or overcome but it's never guaranteed right. you know so the more that you engage with it the with the body the more that you play with it the more that you go through the ups and downs the struggle with it the more that you learn about it right. so i think that like 
things that have been challenging for me is learning how to even with my own body and with other people's body is learning how to overcome injuries from a physical and a mental standpoint, learning how to move around injuries, learning what's safe to do within injuries. So injuries have been like one of the best, um, like they're really one of the best teachers in terms of the body. It's like unbelievable what injuries can do in terms of you learning about break that down. What do you mean by that? Meaning like, when you get injured or when someone gets injured, one of the really amazing things is that if you continue to still move amongst the injury, you'll realize how much you can still do and how there may only be a few certain planes of motion that may be really limited. But a lot of people choose the route based off of doctor's advice or just fear of making the injury worse complete rest they're like hey my shoulder's done i can't do anything with my shoulder. i gotta stop this and one of the one of the big things i took away from ito's one of ito's messages is if you get an injury the moment that you say you're stop you're gonna stop moving because of the injury that's when it's done you're never gonna go back to it it's just done and some of his some of his advice was try to move amongst that injury in in small ways so if it's in very very micro ways and that's been my philosophy with it is i really try to get people understanding that injuries are just like life you're gonna have down times in your life you're gonna have injuries with your body it's like it's not an always just a linear thing you're gonna have times where you're really down you're gonna have times where your body's really down but when you're down in your life what's what's the advice you're supposed to follow you're not supposed to just like dull in it you're you're supposed to like try to make it better how can you still be positive about your life it you sounds know? like the body is for th- through this and he, i heard you say you call movers is that yeah. is that yeah, the yeah, name yeah, in, yeah. The, in the community you guys yeah. are, are, are movers yeah that the body has been able to teach you things about the mind and life of overcoming like uh, this analogy that you're using about an injury is so powerful yeah. um and i'm huge on mindset mm-hmm. big on mindset you know i think the, the mind feeds the body and the body feeds the mind vice yeah. vice versa and so i'm curious of like have you worked with people in the sense that maybe have, have been able to overcome things mentally because they've been able to learn to, to move their body in like a yoga fashion? Because it's almost yeah. like this is a, a very ex- extreme yoga because mm-hmm. to me, yoga, you're stretching the body. You're, you're gaining strength through stretching. Yeah. Um, I, do, I do a good bit of yoga and yeah. it releases things that you're storing in different areas. You know, we store a lot of emotions in no our doubt. hips. No doubt. And, and a lot of the stuff I see you're doing is a lot of hip stuff. Yeah. A lot of hip openers. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that the emotional component is, it's so it's so key. I see, when I work with somebody, I see how they move. I could tell a lot about them just from a just personal standpoint about how they, their work ethic in regards to a, a movement session on the choices they make with their body. So the physicality portion and the mental portion, they can't. They're they're two of the same. So the habits that you have in your life are the same habits that are going to show up when you do movement. They're they're completely the same. Okay, tell me a little more about that. that, Yeah. Okay, so I got bad habits in life, and now I show up on the mat, and I'm out there, and you're saying, yo, bro, what do you got going on? Dude, 100%. So if, like, if something like, yeah, if something like organization, you know, is something that's, like, really, like, you following, like, a protocol in your life is something that's really hard for you to do, you know, when I work with you and I see you 
and I'm being like, okay, we're going to go from this to this to this. We're going to do X amount of reps or something like that. I can see if somebody really struggles with those levels of protocols versus somebody who is very good with that. But then there's the other person that is completely structured, boom, 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 boom. And then I say to them, all right, two minutes of free movement flow. And they they have no idea what to do. And I'm like, (laughs) that's it. So it's like I try to see what parts of like who you are in terms of like where what type of person are you just naturally? Like where do you succeed? And then I try to see, all right, where are do you not like to live at all? Like where do you and I'm like, all right, that's where we gotta live a little bit. We gotta live there. <laughs> let's make this good. We'll we'll take advantage of this, but let's also live on this part that you're just you have no but skin you on the game the, on. The the extremes because it sounds I bet you the person exactly. who's not that organized on that, you say free movement and they're losing their mind in the best way. In yeah. the best way, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Some people really like for me, I loved those things. Like when I w- when I'm exposed to things that I'm terrible at, there's obviously this ego portion. You're just like, oh my God, I'm so bad at this. And then like the repetitive nature of having to address it, it's hard. It's not easy. But it is such an awesome, gratifying feeling where you see yourself changing dynamically in that way where you're like, okay, this year I was this person and now this year I have all these other things and I could do all these other things. And that's that's really awesome. It's like super powerful to make those changes with your body because I think that it gives you this confidence in your life of being able to make changes in your life that can like help you, you know, succeed just more even past just the movement sense. So it gives you that confidence. It's, it's really cool. And, I, and you're making me interested. So I'm curious. So you're brand new. I show up. Yeah. What, what's the first thing we're doing? So, yeah. Are you group? running me through some kind of test to see where, yeah. where you know, where I fall on the, exactly. on the on, you know, into being a mover? Exactly. Exactly. So, like, when we when we start with somebody over at Move, the first thing that we do is we take them through a program called Fundamentals. And our system over at Move is really cool because we're we're not a typical gym where, if for instance, like a yoga facility or something like that or a boot camp gym where people are coming in off the street and be like, oh, I just want to go try this class. We really don't like that because we want our, our gym to be set up almost like a, a school in terms of people coming in and being able to have an organized routine and us knowing them very well so that when they're coming there, like we know what they're working on so they don't have random people coming off from the streets. So this program, the fundamentals program, is the way that we get to know you and we take you through our movement assessments. We teach you the beginning foundations of our curriculum that you would see in classes. So we're able to teach you the the very, very base elements and layers um, that you would see, again, in a lot of the, the programming that you would see in class. And it's something that we get to see your body move as well. So it's a, it's a great way of getting started. What's your favorite movement? Like if you're like, hey, we, you know, we'll go back to the it's yeah. free, free flow in time. Mm-hmm. Jason's out there. What do you throw? What's happening? Yeah, I mean, I think that for myself, uh, I always go back to um, lower body dynamic work. You know, I've just, there's just something about, for me, I've always been more of a lower body athlete. So mm-hmm. games like baseball, basketball have always like really intrigued me because of the emphasis on the lower body, the jumping and the running. And then I've had certain phases where I've enjoyed things more. But now these days, I really, I enjoy 
acrobatics. I really enjoy being able to move, feel connections that have a, a real nice sense of fluidity and there's components of speed, there's components of power, strength, coordination. I really, really enjoy those things. I know that there's a timeline on them. So I like that um, my body's able to play with them at this point because I know that they're not forever. And I, I try to give respect in that way where it's like, if I have the body to do it now at 60, 70 years old, I'm like, I w you know, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm juicing out my tank and getting the most out of it yeah. right now. How wise to, to be looking ahead to know, you know, to think about yeah. it on that, on that yeah. timeline. Yeah. You know, t we have a funny relationship with time. No doubt. And it is a finite. It's, it is. It is. So a lot of people go through that that with their life where they're like they some people are not physical at all and I can understand it from a certain standpoint of, you know, like maybe people, you know, do art or they play music and they express themselves in those ways, but the body is finite in that way and it's amazing the things that you can, you know, with time and dedication ex express and explore with your body and I think that those things um some people they don't have the tools to even get started with and it's it's it could be overwhelming it could be scary and those things are uh, once things start to connect it's like one of the greatest feelings though do you find that some people show up with a lot of fear yeah yeah i think that again with the type of training i do the stuff that they see sometimes there's definitely some intimidation by some people there's always been like okay i'm gonna get this taken care of my shoulder taken care of then i'm gonna contact you or i'm going to i'm not ready for that yet you know i'm gonna start coming to your classes when i get a little bit more strength and i think that that's always like uh an interesting you know uh, way to look at it because i think being able to put yourself in a scenario of discomfort and being able to show up day after day amongst some levels of failure, I think says a lot about somebody. And I really, really appreciate all my students that have done that, where they're, they're failing, they're not succeeding, and they're continuing to show up. I love that, you know, but a lot of people don't have that. A lot of people are very into, and then that day that they say, I was like, oh, when my shoulder's taking care of, it never comes. Right. It never yeah, comes. Never, come. never comes. Right. Once the belief is, it's like, once that, you already put them that cell, that thing on there, it never, it never comes around. So it's like, you have to immediately allow yourself to drop the ego. And there's a lot of students that I have that do do that. And that's where they make the breakthroughs is like being able to drop the ego and being able to fail, 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 and then having to have a breakthrough. And once that, once those failures start to accumulate, you start to get this nice spread of success. And then it can be easy to just hang out in that nice successful spread. Right. And you gotta push again. To and then you gotta yeah. push again. Then you gotta be like, I can't stay in that too long. Because if you want the next level, but it's a, it's a fine balance because the mind, the mind is tricky in that way of like, you know, you have to give yourself. So one of the things that really helped me with the consistency is on days that I didn't want to move or train, I would say to myself, I'm going to work on the things I really enjoy today. You know, versus being like, oh, I don't want to train today. I have all this stuff I got to continue to do. I'm, I'm just going to force myself to do all the stuff I suck at. No. You go have fun. Exactly. Yeah, I back was to like, the finite time, you only have a limited amount of time. Why not exactly. have fun? So I was like, I'm going to continue to progress today. I'm going to still have a good session, but I'm going to work on the things that I enjoy. And on a day that 
I can maybe take a little bit more, I'll work on the stuff I suck at and I'll give it a little bit more failure. So I think it's like having that balance there because the people that throw themselves into failure too quick, they just burn out. You'll just burn out. Yeah. So it's like you got to play the long game with that, it. That's a, a, a fun thing in, in uh, the art of balancing burnout we're actually having an author come on the nice. podcast that wrote a book about yeah. burnout so I'm, I'm curious to learn more about that from her yeah um i, I want to transition a little bit into into saint pete as yeah, we yeah, are yeah. talking saint for pete. sure for tell sure. me some what's some fun what are some things that draw you to this area you know mm-hmm. being i'm from originally from pennsylvania mm-hmm. you're coming from new york like mm-hmm. why why do you think saint people love saint pete so much yeah i think that it's a really it's a really beautiful city in many different ways. One of the first things, my experience with it was coming from New York. I used to come down here and I would go to St. Pete Beach and like the Don Cesar. And I really love I really loved the beach. Like it was just an absolutely beautiful area. From from there, I started to get ingrained in some of the community, especially some of the holistic health community uh, here as well. And there was one facility that started to catch my attention uh, when I was starting to look for more movement was there was a facility called the Movement Sanctuary in St. Pete and that was also a facility that I taught at for a little bit and I really appreciated how they were starting they were promoting movement different styles of movement um, they do a lot of acro yoga they do a lot of um, aerial silks they do handstands they do flexibility so they have a, a wide variety of different things there as well and it was and it, it was a gym that started to connect me to other people and other um, people doing movement in the area. Um, so that was that was a really nice place. That was a nice hub for learning um, a little bit more of what St. Pete had to offer in terms of movement. So it's a cool spot. If you guys haven't been, go check it out. Yeah, no, it is neat. And they do fun things in the evenings as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With the music yep, and the static yep. dance exactly. and all kinds exactly. of cool so stuff. So it's yep. like a really nice open free play that really embraces a lot of different movement styles. So I really liked that that, that was even there in St. Pete and then there was another there's another place that I, I find myself at a lot I, I train out there it's one of my absolute favorite places I think it's like one of the most healing places in the in the whole city it's um, North Shore Park and uh, over in that area and there you're you doing out there because there may be yeah. some people that are listening that recognize yeah, you yeah, yeah, I'm sure, you, I'm sure, you know because yeah. it's not so you, I'm, I'm always there and I'm I'm doing I'm doing handstands I'm doing flips right. I'm, I'm working with people out there I'm hanging out with my friends yeah yeah yeah. yeah. near the bars by the the playgrounds yeah Yeah, yeah. exactly so i'm i'm always out there and i'm having a great time and it's 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 more of that kind of back to new york playful park vibes you know like on on the park uh, you know and it's it's really that and i love that about that area is that it's dynamic in that way that's so, really cool. Yeah. Because I, when I told some people that you were coming on and I said what you do, they're like, oh, I think I've seen that guy yeah. out at North Shore. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. You know, there's some there's some staple people in, yep. in St. Pete. Mm-hmm. You know, there's apparently a speed walker that speed walks down yeah. Central. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. wait, down Central? No, no I know a speed walker that's at the park. Okay, well, he might yeah. fly by there. Oh, I think okay, he's okay, going okay, so yeah, fast. Yeah, he yeah, might yeah. go, he okay. might swoop through. Yeah. But so if anyone knows that guy, we need to we need to find out his name and get him on here. Yeah. Um, but, but people have, have recognized you uh, yeah. from that. And I love that. You talk about you know the movement uh, sanctuary the, that community. There's all these little pockets of neat communities mm-hmm. in St. Pete that are very eclectic, For and sure. very cool, and very free thinking. Of course, and, and, and accepting of, yeah. of people. It sounds like you found that there as you yeah. got introduced to some other cool people uh, as you as you went into that. Yep. What else do you like to do in St. Pete? You, that's. I mean, honestly, that's really my thing, man. Right. You're movement. locked in there. Yeah. Fair I'm, enough. I'm locked Fair in. enough. What do you think we're missing? 
Missing, I think, is more of it. I think it's more mm. of it, you know, so I think that there's not enough of it. I also don't think that there's enough of I like the, the movement sanctuary offers levels of um, uh, levels of kind of different disciplines. But there's things that I think other cities have from a cultural standpoint that we don't that it's not as big here in regards to movement. So things like some dance cultures and that i think saint pete is lacking in some of that some of the nightlife dancing and the physicality in the nightlife scene i think is not quite Ooh, as there tell me more about that because well, i'm intrigued yeah, I yeah, think, yeah, yeah, yeah of yeah. course so it, it's like so obviously the movement sanctuary has right. a static dances right. and there's a couple pl more places in the area that share that but you go down into the downtown scene and there's not a big <laughs> big prominent force of movement down there on like a saturday night or a friday night it's going out there's right. people out there it's, but they're not out there not to, to dance move. right to you dance. know what i mean like, come, yeah so it's like the movement scene and the the support of the movement scene from a standpoint of like we're gonna go out to dance there's gonna be movement there's gonna be crazy movement there's gonna be a lot of good music to move to it's that's it's, what not kind of there. dance are you talking about? Not the static dance. That's not no, and it, all types of dance. Yeah, house dance, saying. break dance, shuffle oh. dance, um, contemporary dance, whatever. Like uh, a lot of different styles of those things, I think. And having them more open to the community and having more of those things available in the in the in the evening, the nighttime scene would be awesome. Because you know, I wonder if yeah. so. Um, it's a good boy, Johnny. Well, there's some place opening. I, I don't know why the name's slipping my. It's good, good vibe, good boy, something. Mm -hmm. It's near near Central and like Second, I think, right near uh, Janice Live. Mm. There's going to be a place opening. They've been going through permanent issues for a while, and I think it's going to be like the '70s club oh, type of a type of vibe thing yeah. that it could maybe yeah, have yeah, yeah. A, a little more dance in yeah. there. You know, I had uh, Stephen Strutt on the podcast, which owns you know, like seven places throughout St. Pete, oh, wow. and he just uh, he had just opened the Lost and Found, mm -hmm. which has the potential like it's. It's like that 70s disco yeah you know so there's mm -hmm. maybe a little bit of that but i think this good i think it's i want to say good boy johnny or good I, yeah I, I, I don't know we'll have to I will, we'll throw it right here i will do the research we'll, yeah we'll figure it out maybe dumb maybe you can do a little we're doing a little google here quick mm -hmm. to see if we can mm -hmm. get the proper name but from what i've seen there's places is is in chicago and now they've yeah. been trying to open a place here and it looks like this maybe close yeah. in this dance category that you're yeah. looking for because let me tell you i like to dance yeah you know i want to go out with some friends that aren't afraid to move their of egos course. aren't in the way yeah not to the point of like a static dance that's yeah, another yeah. level of yeah. like no no yeah. shit's given right no no yeah. exactly yeah but you know to have a, a place to take your friends of and course. have a good time i yeah. think i think you're right yeah. I, I like that yeah, i yeah, think yeah. you're right st pete come on we need we need a good place Good night, John Boy. I was close. Good night, John Boy. Nice. Yeah, what's the status on that? We got to find yeah. out. That place is, they're supposed to be opening soon. I think they're going to be a cool uh, dance spot. Uh, is St. Pete home for you forever? For right now. Don't know about forever. Forever's a hard I'm word a, to, yeah, to throw I'm a, out there. I'm a Sagittarius, so I like to try, I like to move around. Yes. So <laughs> that's uh, it's something that, that's why I came from, I grew up in New York, and then that's why I stayed here, yeah. because I'm the type of person that I like to experience type of uh, type of city for a period of time, and then, you know, I like to ingest yeah. new things and, and cultures. You think you're, you're, you, do you think you'll still be here in three years? I'd 
Potentially. And and what do you think? So you at the at, at move. Yeah. What's what's the trajectory for that place in the next so, three years? Yeah, the trajectory is that we're we're a completely we're a global business. So like we work with people around the United States, around the globe on online coaching as well. So we have a facility in Clearwater where we again we do classes, we do um, we do a lot of uh, group training, individual training, but then we have a bunch of students that are just doing online coaching as well and i spend a lot of my time working with people is that, that, all, is that all you're doing no oh. i'm doing a mixture of privates okay a couple a few group classes and online coaching got it but monday like your main gate your fitness yeah the that's instructor it. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. what okay, that's it. practicing yep. it mm-hmm. all, all the time yep and, yep. and ha- has that been over the last eight nine years You've yeah been, that's just been like, that's been pretty much since i i graduated school that's awesome so yeah, yeah it's so been you, uh it's been awesome to do. yeah it's, it's cool it's cool to see you definitely need to check it what's your instagram handle at jason.lapiana we'll put it right here as well so cool. before we wrap up i gotta ask every guest mm-hmm. a favorite place to eat in st pete and you can have more than one my house yeah. <laughs> what are you making? What are you making? Oh, a lot of stuff, man. I mean, that's one of the things I do. I'm always making different, different. I try to eat organic. If it's organic, if it's local, that's what I'm eating. Okay. Uh, well, you so know? Where are you getting your groceries? Love St. Pete's Farmer's Market. All right. Shout out to the St. Pete's Farmer Farmer's Market. I do support Rolling Oats in downtown St. Pete. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are kind of my two staples. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So you're at home chefing it up. Yep. Chefing yep. it up. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. And what's the, how can we get in contact with you and in, in the gym yeah so you guys can also check out um moves instagram which is at move underscore underscore um underscore training underscore calisthenics and then also um, move gst.com right, you guys can check yeah, us out yeah. there fill and out you, consultation not it's not st pete no, that in, just, that's yeah, in know, Clearwater. Everyone, listen, listen. It's yeah, okay. Yeah. It's a really cool spot, though. I <laughs> live in St. Pete, and yeah, I still yeah, drive there. That's yeah, how much right, I love it. Right, I drive right, there right. every well, day. People know on the show by now, I would hope, that I have, like, this thing. You know, it's not yeah. like if you cross, if you got to cross the bridge yeah, or yeah, if it's yeah, not yeah, St. Pete. You know, it's, it, but it's all right. It's exactly, all right. exactly. Yeah. All right, good deal. Well, Jason, I really appreciate you coming on, man. Your story appreciate is awesome. It, what you're doing is fantastic. Keep it up. Keep sharing. Everyone, you need to go follow just to get inspired and see the cool shit that this guy is putting out there for us to watch and inspiring all of us if you haven't subscribed and you've made it this far please please go do that like share tell a friend and let us know who else should we have on the show i'm always intrigued uh thank you and we'll see you in the next one bro awesome man thank you yeah dude that was cool dude your 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 knowledge and your depth of of experience on that is deep thanks bro i can tell yeah i appreciate it you're well versed in this space